It is uh, 7.05 on your Wednesday evening, the first Wednesday show of 2016. Woo! Yep. Happy New Year, hey! Hey, you didn't bring the champagne. Well, it's, it's, in, uh, it's in the briefcase, yeah. don't worry. Cheapskate. <laughs> <laughs> you want to get a hold of us tonight? We'd love to hear from you from now right up until 8 o'clock. And uh, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Lior's direct number, of course, is 416-216-5900. And to fire an email our way, it would be good. Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. So we'll get into uh, situations. This is a, a great topic to, uh, to get the first segment underway after the week that was, not that is situations when it's better to actually quit uh, then continue working. So there you go. But first, the week that was, as we always do. That's right, John. And, and welcome to all our listeners. Happy New Year. First uh, live show for us in uh, 2016. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it's a good one for all of us and all our listeners. Uh, so we're here to talk about employment law, workplace rights, anything to do with your rights in the workplace. So give us a call on the show. Let's talk. Let's answer your questions. Starting off with the week, there was a couple of situations that I saw and dealt with uh, over the over the past uh, week or two. So the first situation I'll tell you about involved a gentleman who worked for a, a very large uh, company, very, very well-known company in Singapore, actually. So he'd worked there for about, about 15 years. Uh, three years ago, the company wanted uh, someone to move and take on a project in its Toronto office. Mm-hmm. Uh, and ultimately, they chose him. So they moved him to Toronto. He, he agreed to accept this position. They did all the paperwork, the visas. Uh, and he moved uh, to, to Toronto, moved his whole family, and uh, started working. Well, fast forward uh, three years later, very recently, uh, just this fall, they let him go. Uh, no, not, not because of uh, his fault, simply a business decision. Well, what happened when they let him go? They said, well, you've only worked for the Canadian company for three years. So when we pay you severance, is based on the fact that you've only worked for three years. You're a three-year employee, and we're going to pay you severance on that basis. So he called me wanting to know, well, is that right? What happened to my previous 15 years of service right. that I had in Singapore? Uh, and what I told him is very simple. Ultimately, in light of the fact that this is the same company really or it's the same corporate family, the fact that they moved you. This is not a situation where you quit a job, decided to relocate and move to Canada, applied for a job. They said, hey, how about you move to Canada and take on this project? So this is really a, a, a continuous employment situation. Because of that, now that they've let you go, you're an 18-year guy. The time in Singapore counts. Even though you've only worked for the Canadian division for three years, the time you worked in Singapore counts. So not only are you owed severance, you're owed severance based on now 18 years nice. pay. And for him, that would amount to about 20 months severance uh, instead of uh, the three months that they've offered him. So I'm in the process right now of helping him. And that this is not an uncommon situation where someone has uh, moved around between corporate companies and between, uh, in, amongst a corporate family. And remember, it's your total service that counts. Your service doesn't start fresh or start at zero just because you've been moved to another company within the same corporate family. Very common. And for him, this would mean literally over $100,000 in extra severance. Smart phone call. Brilliant yeah, phone call. Huge. And, and yep. he did hear our show, so that's how he contacted us. Second situation, John, I'll tell you about, uh, very different, uh, involved uh, a young lady who had a, a, young, uh, a young son, and she'd worked for, uh, again, another large company in its Cambridge location, Cambridge, Ontario. Uh, well, her son recently was diagnosed with uh, type 1 diabetes. Uh, she's a single mom, and because of that, uh, and with her son being diagnosed, she needed to be home more. She needed to be able to spend more time with her child to, to make sure that he gets uh, the, the, the food that he needs, the medication that he needs. He's very young, and she didn't have any other, uh, other help. 
So what she did is she asked her employer to relocate her to their Woodstock, Ontario office, uh, which is where she was living. Uh, and they said, no, we're not going to do that. So as a result of that, uh, because uh, she, they, they weren't uh, relocating her, she called me. She wanted to know, what can I do? Well, what I told her is this. Your employer has an obligation to accommodate you based on your family relation to your family status. The fact that you're a mother, you have these responsibilities now that you have to comply with. There's no one else to help you. Your employer under the human rights code has to comply. So they actually have to legally allow you to transfer from Cambridge to Woodstock. So I'm talking to her right now. I'm going to help her move uh, to uh, to the Woodstock location. And an employer for employers, remember, when an employee needs help to perform uh, duties related to family, they need to be accommodated if that accommodation is reasonable. Now, if she had other people to help her, if this was something that she could figure out on her own. She just wanted to do. Yeah, well, yeah. it'd be nice to be closer to home. That's not good enough. But in a situation like this, with a child with a serious medical condition and with her being a single mom, they had to accommodate, uh, and I'm working with her right now to make sure that happens. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Let's uh, get to this for the first time tonight. We'll come back to it a little later on. That is severance pay calculator, right? That's right. You know, for, for people that have lost their jobs, you know, we talked about the gentleman that worked in Singapore and was an 18-year employee. For anyone in any situation, you can go to severancepaycalculator.com to find out exactly how much you are owed. Uh, it's, a, it's a great tool. It's free. It's easy to use. It tells you what your employer has to pay you if you lost your job. You input your age, the length of your employment, and the type of job, and again, anonymously, and it's going to tell you whether it's three months, six months, 24 months, anything in between. It's a great tool. It's handy. Never, ever, ever uh, assign any paper, any severance agreement, termination letter without going to severancepaycalculator.com. And if you're an employer, it's good to know what uh, what you'll be faced with if you come into that situation, yeah? Well, a lot of small employers are in exactly that situation. They need to make a change. They don't have the experience or, or the legal knowledge. They just want to know, what do I have to do here? How do I comply with my legal obligations? Well, guess what? Severancepaycalculator.com has an employer mode as well there. Again, free completely. Anyone can use it. I encourage you to do that. Severance questions been let go. You got questions, uh, anything underneath that topic? We'll, uh, we'll take them tonight, 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. It's Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. We'll get to some emails later on in the show. And, of course, Lior's private number anytime outside of the show is 416-216-5900. The Employment Hour right here, Talk Radio, AM 640. 7.15 on your Wednesday night, and we'll be taking your phone calls, answering a few emails, get a lot of topics here on the Employment Hour. And uh, as always, the phone calls have top priority. We've got Vince and Vaughn, or is it Vince Vaughn? That'd be really cool if he's calling. Yeah. Hi, Vince. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Good, pal. What's up? Okay, so my wife works for a school board as an ECE. She's a casual employee at the moment. Um, she's going to be going on mat leave. And with the school board, they require that the employee work at least 30 days throughout the entire school year in order to maintain their employment. So okay. she's going to be going on mat leave like any day now, and she's only got like 20 days in the first half of the school year. Now, uh, Vince, is she part of a union? No, because she's a temp, like a uh, casual employee, they're not unionized, only the hmm. full-time are. Yeah, so uh, certainly I can tell you this, that they cannot impose a, a policy or a rule 
that would discriminate against her in this way. What I mean by discriminate is, uh, in light of the fact that she's going to be a mad leaf, she's not going to be able to fill that condition. Even though that condition is not meant to hurt her deliberately, it has an effect that's uh, d uh, discriminatory on her. So, no, that would be actually illegal to say that because you're on mat leave, because of that, you're not going to be able to have the 30-day uh, threshold, you're out of a job. No way can they do that at all. So okay, my that's, that's what I figured. Yeah, no, there's just no no way. Can you imagine if they could do that? Then a lot of people in that same situation would be uh, in, in, in you know certainly uh, prejudiced. Mm -hmm. So what you need to do, or your wife is, if they're insisting, if you can resolve that internally with the school board, <laughs> give me a call. Uh, let me get involved. Let me take the lead in dealing with them because once I've I've had a discussion with them, potentially with their lawyer, they'll understand they can't do that. They're let and they will let your wife be. They'll let her maintain her job and come back to work uh, when she's ready. Okay, perfect. So give me a call. Have her, John will give you the number right now. Vince, at number 416-216-5900. Again, 416-216-5900. You have questions about severance tonight. you got a package in front of you. You're just wondering possibly uh, what you'd be getting if you were let go tomorrow, whether you're a one-year or a 101-year employer. We can answer that for you uh, here on the show tonight. Got uh, Kurt in Mississauga. Good evening, Kurt. Good evening. Are you in the middle of a blizzard, Kurt? That is an excellent phone quality I have going there. I'm uh, driving home from work. Okay. What's your question? My question is, uh, my wife, uh, her, her store is closing in retail. Yep. And uh, her store was bought out by another company, similar company. And uh, on her work, uh, her uh, record of employment uh, has three years, but she's been with the company seven years. Okay. Now, is she going to continue working with the new company, the one that bought them? Well, the thing is, uh, we could be talking here for an hour. Uh, she uh, got a, her first letter saying that they weren't going to place her at another uh, location because there wasn't any openings. And then they revised it because she's pregnant. And uh, she's, she's, well, and she's sick and she hasn't been at work for over a month. So they revised it saying when she gets back, from being sick or on from mat leave that they're going to try to place her, right? So I they, see. They've been pretty good to her, but I was just wondering if she does get the scenario where they do lay her off, uh, will she be entitled for the seven-year seniority or right. just so uh, whatever they put on, on the record of employment doesn't change how long she actually worked. Maybe it's an administrative mistake. It's not even that important, to be honest with you, because uh, uh, the, the record of employment is really there for, to allow her to qualify for EI. And whether she worked for three years or seven years or, or 17 years, she's still going to get the same amount of EI. So as long as she worked for seven years, irrespective of what the record of employment says, if and when she is let go, she's going to be entitled to full severance based on those seven years. No, no, other, uh, no other choice, no other option. So if that happens, whether it's now, whether it's a year from now, maybe it doesn't happen at all, uh, give me a call or have her go to severancepaycalculator.com to make sure that she gets everything that she's owed. 416-870-6400, star 640. And so we'll squeeze in now one more before we take a quick break. Got uh, Jared in Toronto. Good evening, Jared. Hey, Jared. Hey, how are you? Good, man. What's up? Oh, I, uh, just a quick question. I'm in sales, uh, and I've got a home office that I've set up. Uh, I spend a lot of time on the road, so it makes it really easy to just work at a home. Um, and I want to be able to write off a portion of my household expenses, uh, but the CRA requires that I have a letter from my employer uh, saying that I actually have a home office. And for purposes, uh, my 
Superior doesn't want to give me that letter uh, because they didn't specifically ask me to set up a home office uh, for them, like something that I did on my own. So what I'm wondering, is there any ways that I can get around this or are they obligated or do they actually have to ask me to set up a home office and then they become obligated to give me this letter? Well, first of all, you know, the interesting thing is that even if they had asked you to, uh, to, to start the home office, uh, there's no legal obligation on them to actually give you this letter. I mean, there would be no reason why they wouldn't, but there would be no legal obligation to give the letter. So if that is what CRA uh, requires, and, and in my experience, by the way, that, that, that's a bit uh, unique that they need a letter from the employer. Usually they'd ask you questions to find out from you uh, why you need, you need the home office, right. the nature of your job. So maybe you can still deal with CRA and convince them that there's other ways to, to get the information that they want. But if ultimately CRA is insisting on a letter from your employer, unfortunately there's nothing to make them, to compel them to give a letter like that. There's no law or statute that says, employer, you have to give a letter saying uh, that the employee has to have a home office. So unfortunately the best way to deal with that would be with CRA to, to convince them that there's other ways you can uh, get them the information. The number is 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. We'll take a quick break. Lior at employmenthour.com through email. And his own number on his hip anytime, 416-216-5900. The Employment Hour continues on Talk Radio AM 640. 725 here in the Employment Hour. You can also email Lior, uh, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. And just a reminder, his uh, number outside of show hours, 416-216-5900. Thanks for uh, hanging in there, Chuck, in Richmond Hill. You got a question for Lior? Go ahead. Yes, hi. Uh, I've been employed, or am employed, with the bank now for 18 years. And uh, I work in a call center environment. And uh, the department I'm working is becoming obsolete, and they're consolidating. And uh, if I want to keep my job, I'm, I'm I've been given a choice to either take a package or basically have to uproot myself and move out east to Nova Scotia. I see. Yep. So I wanted to know, A, I mean, I'm a little bit hesitant, obviously, you know, uh, take a package simply because of my seniority. Since this year, it's going to be 18 years there. And on the other hand, I mean, I have a family, I have everything here. To move out of province would be a really big uh, stress for me. Plus, uh, the department that I'd potentially be working with, would, uh, I'd be putting myself on a lower pay grade. Wow. So right. I just wanted to know, based on those variables, what sure. are my options and uh, is it worth to, to take a package? And if I do take a package and go with, with potential uh, legal services, what what uh, how does it work as far as uh, what uh, I guess points or or fees I would have to pay for? Cool, sure. Yeah, and I, I can answer all those questions, uh, Chuck, and, and thank you for calling. So let me let me start by saying that in a situation like this, you you have a choice ultimately, and that is, do you decide to relocate, take the move uh, out of province and move there with your family? Or uh, you don't. You certainly have no legal obligation to do that. They can't impose that on you. But if you don't, presumably you're out of a job, and then they have to pay you severance compensation. So for you to make a decision, you would want to know how much severance you'd actually be owed. Because if it's you're owed five thousand dollars, it's different than if you're owed fifty thousand dollars. So so let's break this down a bit. So you've been uh, working for eighteen years in a call center environment. What what kind of a job? What do you do at the call center? Uh, we're I'm doing automotive uh, finance. Okay, so I mean, you're not managing the call center, is what I'm asking. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm, I've been managing it. Well, it oh, you are managing it. Went, yeah, it went from leasing, now it turned into finance. So, you know, the department has always changed, the dynamics, and uh, my skill sets are always changing. And there's people uh, that report to you? There is, yes. Okay. And how old are you, uh, Chuck? 43. 
So someone in your situation, your entitlements are based on your age, position, and length of employment. You would be entitled to right around 18 months pay, all right? Right around a month severance for every year of service is what you'd be owed. So that's about 18 months pay. So your choice ultimately is as follows. You can relocate, continue your employment out of province, fine, uh, if, if that's what you decide it's best for you and your family, or leave and get about 18 months pay. That means if you were to tell them no, they would pay you severance. They would give you a severance letter. If that severance letter provides for 18 months pay, you can go ahead and, and accept it. It would comply with your legal entitlements. If it's less than that, then that's not appropriate. That's not what you're owed. Therefore, if, uh, if they're giving you an offer around 12 months, for example, you give me a call. You ask me about the process. Usually the po process is very simple. I would send uh, the bank, in this case, a letter, engage them in a negotiation. It's a fairly straightforward process. It's something that shouldn't take more than a couple of weeks to resolve in a case that straightforward. So that choice is really ultimately about 18 months pays what you're owed. Anywhere from 16 to 18 months would be the, the, the range for you or to uh, relocate to Nova Scotia. I, well, and yeah, because see, the, what I'm hesitant about, though, about relocating aside from the actual physical move, is I would be potentially putting myself on a lower pay grade because I would be losing my management position. Oh, I, yeah. I, I have, have and there's out. another problem there. Yeah, there uh, is, right? Th th there's another problem. Yeah. If, you, if you move there and then they let you go, uh, guess what? You've moved there, you've relocated, you've started from scratch, your, your kids started a new school, whatever it is, and then they let you go. Uh, you know, you don't have the connections there. Do you have to move back? Remember, an employer can't let you go at any time, right? Uh, and the other thing is, you know, by letting them, but in any case, I mean, you may set a precedent by letting them move you, but my concern would be moving without any guarantee. If they guarantee you a job for a period of time, you know, maybe at least you have some security, but in reality, you're not going to have any guarantee. So, you know, if it's me and my family, I'm probably worried about making a move that big and relocating my family without a guarantee. I'd probably take the sure thing, which is the severance, and then continue uh, looking for work here and finding a job. And that severance gives me that time to find that new job. And Chuck also said that if he does move, he loses a management position and there's a lower pay. That could affect his severance if they exactly. let him go in a month from now, so, correct? So if you lose your job as a manager and you take a lower position and uh, uh, six months later in Nova Scotia, they let you go. Now you're not going to get at the same 18-month severance. You're going to get less than that because you're no longer a manager. You have a lower-level position, so you may only be looking at 12-month severance. So something to keep in mind, and if you do decide to take the offer, if the offer is not adequate, give me a call. I can help you and make sure that you get what you're owed. That doesn't sound like a good deal to move no, all the way I, out there it, at this point. It's just point, right? too risky, too problematic. Yeah. Uh, down the road, it can really hurt them. We'll take a uh, short break. At more of your phone calls, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Lior at employmenthour.com. you got an email we want to get to as soon as the uh, – Get out of this uh, this short break and uh, the number again, 416-216-5900. For those that have called in, want to get a hold of you or after the show, that is the number to use. 734 on your Wednesday evening employment hour. Indeed, 416-216-5900 is Lior's personal number. We'll get to an email here that just came through in a moment. First, we got got uh, Joseph. Joseph, thanks for hanging on the line through the break. Uh, what's your question for Lior? Hello, my name is, my name is Joseph, and uh, I have a question regarding my situation at work. It's... Um, and my supervisor is uh, in black, and he makes some comments like, for example, he, he's, for, for making what I'm making an hour, he can have two workers, or it's like uh, saying, for example, maybe you don't like to work for me because I'm black. He, he kind of makes a rational comments about the, and 
I, I, I had two anxiety attacks ending up in emergency room. Wow. And because, uh, because of this, obviously. Workplace harassment, right? Yes. Okay. Now, is this and, a, a big company or a small company? It's a big. Okay. Uh, actually, I started there 11 years ago. There was 14 of us. Now it's over 800 people. Wow. So wow. it's kind of a, like you have feeling that you kind of build a company by you. From the roots, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, so uh, have you have you tried to deal with this internally? What I mean is, have you uh, sp- uh, spoken with HR? Have you spoken with anyone uh, at a higher level and, and told them what's happening? I. Uh, after first anxiety attack, I, I I send the email to Human Resources. Yes, good. And she d- direct me. Uh, she she didn't have a time for me, so she direct me to health and safety safety guy. I presented him what kind of um, environment I'm working on, and he says he's going to investigate. He's going to look into it. Since then, he ne- he's done anything, nothing. How long ago was that? I'm already in the. Fifth month of uh, uh, short-term disability. So you are on short-term disability right now. Yes. Wow. And uh, when do you expect it to go back to work? Well, short-term disability ending up already ends up. Now I apply for long-term disability. Right. Mm-hmm. So you know, I understand exactly. And 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 the company, as far as you know, has done nothing at all. No. Okay. So uh, this is a situation we've spoken about on the show before, which uh, is that. If you're uh, involved, if you're a victim of workplace harassment, which is exactly what it sounds uh, like in your situation, uh, your first recourse is always to try to resolve this with the company, to try to get the company to fix the problem, to take measures, to investigate, to correct the issue, maybe to punish the person that's uh, guilty or maybe to separate the two of you, etc. If they don't do that, and if it has a significant impact on you, as obviously it did in your situation, you can treat that potentially as a constructive dismissal. You can say by making this work environment bad by not fixing this problem and making it so difficult for me and making me sick because of that, it's as if you company have let me go. And because of that company, you now have to pay me severance. So in your situation, this is a classic case of that where because of this workplace harassment, because of the fact that it's impacted you so significantly and the company's done nothing, yeah, this would be a constructive dismissal. And after 11 years, first of all, are you part of a union? No. Okay. And uh, let me say something. For for nine, ten years, I was working as an uh, independent contractor for this company when the company was building wow. up. And <clears throat> after nine years, mm-hmm. uh, I became a full-time employee. So nine years as an independent, or nineteen? I didn't hear you. Nine years. Nine years, and then eleven years as an employee. No. Uh, uh, two years. Oh, two, two years. years. Okay, total two. Okay, got it. So, so I can tell you that it's very, very likely that the nine years as an independent contractor would count towards your service. So you'd probably be looking at probably give or take a, around a year's pay is what they'd owe you, potentially more given uh, this medical condition. So my best advice right now, and this is important that you do this sooner rather than later, is give me a call. Uh, let me help you get this compensation uh, or at least let's give another chance through me to see if we can get the company mm-hmm. to do something to fix the problem. And by the way, if you do have also problems with the insurance company, if the long-term disability insurance company won't uh, uh, approve you, give me a call as well. But it's very important that we speak uh, off air. Joseph, that number again, 416-216-5900. That's Lior's direct number, by the way, and Lior at employmenthour.com. We got uh, John in Toronto. Good evening, John. Hey, how's it going? Good, pal. What's happening? Um. 
not too much. I'm 25 years old. I've been working um, at an airport for about five years now. Uh, it's been a little bit of a turbulent relationship the last uh, six months or so. No pun intended. Um, yeah, no pun intended. Not at all. I'm pretty bad with that. Um, so I had a meeting discussing my future at the company. They were offering me a severance package. At the end of the meeting, they ended up take, or uh, they ended up saying they were going to take the uh, package off the table. Um, a little bit of a tussle ensued uh, where they tried to physically remove it from me. When all I want to do is take a picture of it. Um, ended up leaving because my boss grabbed me by my uh, by my lanyard around my neck, pulled me towards him. So I ended up calling the police. Police came. They've denied what's happened. Um, since then, they sent me a termination letter, letter saying that because I chose to leave the meeting, um, that uh, they had no choice but to fire me, um, where the only reason that I left the meeting was because I felt threatened and ganked up on um, okay. by what was going on. So. So sure I mean I, I I don't know if, there, if there's much we could do about the the violence so to speak the the uh, the assault maybe simply because if the police were involved which is really what you have to do and the police decided not to do anything about that mm-hmm. we can put that aside we can deal with the termination itself your employment That's has been terminated yeah. exactly so 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 remind me how long have you worked there for five years five years and what kind of job what do you do uh, I uh, work on the uh, on the ramp there so tug tug operations fueling that type of stuff are you part of a union no I'm not okay. So, and how old are you, John? 25. Okay. So, someone in your situation would be entitled to four months of, of severance. Right around four months of pay is what they'd owe you. Have they offered you any severance? They've offered me for uh, four weeks. Yeah. Um, so originally, they offered me an ultimatum, uh, which led to the meeting, basically, that said, uh, if by 4 p.m. tomorrow, make a decision, you can quit. We'll give you four weeks, hmm. four weeks severance and a uh, reference, or you can stick around, roll the dice, and... Anything that happens, you'll be out of here, and we're going to make sure you don't get your severance. We're going to make sure you don't get any sort of reference or anything like that. I understand. I understand. Uh, well, this is what this is what you're owed, right around four months' pay. Again, unless there's some other reason they brought about the termination that I don't know about, the reason why they gave you the ultimatum in the first place, maybe, I don't know, you did something, you caused them damages. I don't know what it is. If, if something like that happened, potentially that could change the analysis. But if this is uh, simply a situation where they decided they didn't like you for whatever reason, you didn't really do anything wrong, then four months is what you'd be owed. Um, uh, go ahead. Okay, so how, how do you go about, so, I mean, like they've offered me a, a month at this point, so how do you move forward from here? Well, let, we can talk off air. Uh, you can okay. give me a call, and I can get some more information and, and see how I can help you uh, and, and if it makes sense to, to get involved and, and to help you negotiate or potentially take legal action against them if they refuse to improve the offer. John, will will give you the number right now, and I look forward to speaking to you. John, that number is uh, important for you to take down, 416-216-5900. More calls coming up. We'll take a quick break, and you want to give us a call, we'd love to have you on before 8 o'clock in the uh, finale of the show, Lior at EmploymentHour.com. Still got to get that email. We will eventually if you get through the calls. And uh, more of the Employment Hour coming right up on Talk Radio AM 640. And 416-216-5900, Lior, L-I-O-R, at EmploymentHour.com to get a hold of many different ways, uh, even when the show is over. Lior is readily available. Got uh, Sandro on the line. Sandro, thanks for hanging on, my friend. Uh, you have a question for Lior? Yeah, one quick question. Um, I've been on long, long-term disability now for 19 years. I've been receiving the same amount of money since 1998. Ain't I entitled to any increase due to the cost of living? Like, my rent keeps going up, mm-hmm. but my pay is always the same. Uh, yeah, no, I, I can, go ahead. So, is there anything like I can do about it? Is there anybody I can call? Or? So the amount that you're uh, owed under your LTD uh, uh, benefits is under, uh, pursuant to the terms of the insurance policy that, uh, that you got from your employer back then, 
And usually that insurance policy provides for a percentage of, of the income that you were earning at the time of the, of the accident, and, and that's it. So there's really no provision for increase of, of that amount uh, in most cases. So no, usually there would be no increase on that amount. That amount would be fixed until either you're able to go back to work or uh, until uh, you no longer qualify uh, for disability because you're 65. That's about the answer to that one. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. You got an email to read there, yeah? Yeah, I got an email uh, right here from uh, a gentleman named, uh, named Steve. And what Steve is saying, Steve is an employer. He's a small business owner. And, and he says, you know, I hear you all the time, Leo, on the radio, talking about, you know, all the severance that employees uh, are owed. And, you know, sometimes you say it's going to be 20 or 24 months pay. Uh, but, you know, as a small business owner, like, how can we afford it? You know, he says, I'm a small business owner. I don't actually make uh, more money than the average employee. I have a, a couple of people working for me. How could I ever afford to pay someone? Yeah, I'm not Microsoft. Pay? Yeah, right. I, and, and I understand that. And this is a, a comment that I get all the time. Now, th- the reality is that, uh, you know, we can argue uh, all day about whether it's a good idea or a bad idea to have to pay these severances. That's you know, a matter of opinion, a matter of politics. But from a legal standpoint, that is the amount of severance that you have to pay. If you have a long-service employee, yeah, you may have to pay them 20 to 24 months pay. How do you deal with that? Well, there's a number of ways to deal with that. Uh, One way uh, is being proactive when you first hire an employee. You're able to enter into an employment agreement with that employee, if you want, that limits the amount of future severance that you'd owe. So if you're a small business owner, you could potentially have to pay a maximum of eight weeks pay. Forget about 24 months. You Hmm. potentially can be capped and not have to pay more than eight weeks if you sign an employment agreement with the employee. Potentially, you can have an employee sign an employment agreement after they start working, even as long as you do it correctly and you give them something in return. Uh, Another way to do that, instead of having to pay someone, let's say, 20 months severance, is you could potentially give them notice of termination. So uh, instead of so you're going to still work for me, I'm just giving you notice, and in 20 months or whatever it is, uh, I'm going to have to let you go. So by giving, giving them notice, you can do that instead of paying severance. So there's a couple of ways right there where you can potentially alleviate the burden of paying severance. But that's it. If you don't do that, you have to pay the severance that you have to pay. And unfortunately, the law doesn't distinguish between a very small company with a you know, small business owner or a huge mega company. The entitlements are always going to be the same. It's just the way it is. Kind of segues into the topic we were hoping to get to before the end of the show, and that is situations when it's better to quit than continue working. Now, we dealt with, I guess, uh, the first or second call of the night was a couple of these. Uh, salary significantly reduced, uh, significant demotion, even if pay unchanged. How about those? Two? Yeah, you know, so, so anytime an employer changes the terms of your employment in a negative way, it may actually be better to, to quit than accept the change and continue working. And, and here's why. Let's say your employer comes to you and says, I'm going to reduce your pay from 80000 to 50000 You know, can't do much about it. The business has to, to make that change. Well, you obviously are not going to be happy. But if you accept this change, say, oh, you know, I'm, I'm not very happy, but I'll, I'll take it. I'll make $50,000. You know, maybe, maybe at some point they'll increase it back. By doing that, two things happen. Number one is you've now created a precedent. Now you've given the employee potentially the right to do this again. Right. So next month it could be another uh, 20% and another 20%. And, you know, they can continue reducing the pain. At that point, you're not going to be able to do anything about it. The other thing is this. You now make $50,000. Let's say six months later the company has to let you go. Now you're going to get severance, except that severance is going to be calculated on the basis of the 50000 instead of the 80000 Even if you had 12 years of employment Even if you had 20 years right. of making 80000 
So you may be better off leaving now, getting your severance now on the basis of the 80000 So remember, an employer doesn't have a right to change your compensation, change the terms of your employment uh, in, a, in a way that uh, uh, is negative. So you have a choice. You can accept that change or potentially leave and get severance. And in some cases, it may be better to do that. We'll get to more of those situations when it might be better to quit than to continue working where you currently are. Plus, we'll try to get another phone call in here uh, before the end of the hour. 416-870-6400, star 640 on Sell the Employment Hour, Talk Radio, AM 640. 754, last few minutes as we continue our discussion about situations when it's better to quit than continue working. Yeah, you mentioned it uh, in, in short there before the break, and that was have to sign a new contract of employment. Yeah, so let, let me set up the uh, the scene for you here. Uh, your employer comes to you, you've been already working, it doesn't matter for, for years or wh- however long, and says, I need you or I want you to sign a new employment agreement. Well, why is that a problem? Why is it sometimes better to quit? The only reason an employer is going to ask you to sign an employment agreement after you've already started working, while you're already an employee, is because the terms in that employment agreement are better for the employer. Totally. And the employer is not going to ask you to sign an, uh, an agreement where the terms are now going to be better for you. Uh, so and uh, so that's a problem. But often what that employment agreement does is it limits your future severance. One of the reasons the employer wants to, to sign this agreement is because there's a term in there that says, down the road, employee, if we let you go, we're going to only give you minimal severance. Uh, and why, why is that a problem? Well, for obvious reasons, if you sign that and the next day, the next week, the next month you're let go, now you've given up your severance, which could be tens of thousands, maybe even hundreds of thousands. So that's a huge problem. So if your employer says, hey, sign this or you're gone, it may be better off to, better off to be gone, so to speak, so that you get your full severance mm-hmm. right now, not risk losing tens of thousands of dollars. If your employer wants you to sign an agreement, be worried. Call me. Let me take a look at it to see what it actually says, what it means. In some cases, in many cases, it may be better off not to sign and leave. You mentioned with a caller in the last segment that uh, if he did sign that contract and move, they had to, quote unquote, give him something for it. What do you mean? Yeah. So in order for an, an employment agreement to be enforceable and valid after the employees already started working, and the employee has to get something in return for signing. So a signing bonus, a pay raise, extra vacation, A new car. A new car. Bob Barker. No. <laughs> uh, so uh, they have to because otherwise they're, they're not really getting anything in return. An employment agreement usually is only enforceable if the employee signs it before the employee starts working unless, of course, they get something in return. Uh, so to make it enforceable, that's what has to happen. Last minute to go here, severance pay calculator and terminationquestions.com as well. That's right. So we talked about the severance calculator. We talked on the show already today with a couple of people that have been let go. They want to know how much severance they're owed or they have to have questions about that. Well, a tool that anyone can use. It's so easy to use. It's free. We mentioned it at the top of the show, severancepaycalculator.com. Uh, it tells you how much you're owed in any situation. Anywhere in Canada, it works, by the way, with the exception of Quebec, by the way, but any other province. Uh, and you can use it. It's free. It's easy. Terminationquestions.com. Uh, our show is over right now, but I'm always available to answer questions. If you want to ask questions anonymously, uh, just want to have answers, go to terminationquestions.com. Submit your question there. It's a board. I will answer back on that board again anonymously. You don't have to use your name. Uh, and uh, feel free to browse through the thousands of questions that have already been answered 
terminationquestions.com. We're done indeed, but back uh, Sunday, by the way, for another show, the Employment Hour. In the meantime, 416-216-5900 is Lior's contact number. The email is Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. Got to thank the spaceman and Scotty as well for another edition of the Employment Hour right here on Talk Radio, AM 640.